Chapter Eleven of The Rover Boys in Camp by Arthur M. Winfield. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Mamperard. Chapter Eleven: A Quarrel and Its Result. Had the blow landed as intended, Dick Rover would have received a bloody nose and might perhaps have lost one or two teeth. But Dick was on the alert, and he dodged to one side, so the blow landed on Songbird Powell's shoulder. "'See here, what do you mean by that, Flap?' demanded Powell, who was no weakling. "'I meant to hit Rover,' was the answer. "'Hands off, Flap,' cried Dick. "'I didn't come here to fight, but I can defend myself.' "'We'll see,' roared the unreasonable tall boy, and made another rush at Dick. But in a twinkling he found himself flat on the floor, where he had been thrown with a suddenness that took away his breath. "'Ha! That ain't fair,' put in Rockley. You let Lou alone. I will, when he leaves me alone, retorted Dick. He turned to Harry Moss and Joe Davis. Do you want to stay here any longer? No, answered both of the small cadets promptly. I didn't wish to come at all, but Ben Hurdy urged it, continued Harry Moss. And Pender said it would do no harm, added Joe Davis. He said we were going to have nothing but sandwiches, root beer, and soda. "'Look here, Davis, you keep your mouth shut,' cried Pender. "'You knew exactly what to expect. "'You know Mike Sherry don't run a temperance hotel,' he continued with a sneer. At these words, Joe Davis grew pale. "'Yes, I know it, now, and if I ever get out of it, I shan't come again.' "'Oh, you're too good to live,' broke in Jackson. "'You ought to be laid away in a glass case for safekeeping.' "'Davis is all right, and he has more brains than you, Jackson,' came from Dick. "'If you want to make a fool of yourself by drinking and smoking, I shan't stop you. "'But you shan't drag Joe and Harry into it, against their will.' "'That's the way to talk, Dick,' said Powell. "'Let us clear out and take the youngsters with us.' By this time, Lou Flapp had recovered from the flooring received, and now he approached Dick once more. "'Do you want me to hammer you good, Rover?' he panted. "'As I said before, Flap, I didn't come here to fight, but I can defend myself. I propose to leave quietly and take Harry and Joe with me.' "'Supposing I won't let you leave?' "'I don't think you'll stop me.' "'Come, Flap, don't make a fool of yourself,' put in Powell. "'We didn't come here to quarrel, but to urge all of the crowd to quit drinking. You know it's against the hall rules and regulations.' and you intend to blab on us not at all i'm not that kind and dick rover isn't either i know how to fix em came from pender with a cunning look in his eye how asked flap and rockley in concert our word is as good as anybody's if they say they found us at mike sherry's we can say that we found them there too for all we know they were drinking below before they came up that's it interrupted lou flap thinking he saw a way of implicating dick and powell mike sherry never lets anybody in his saloon without they drink something it's as plain as day came from rockley they had all the liquor they wanted before they came up and now they want to stop our sport your story might be believed were it not for one thing said dick trying to keep calm come on harry come joe and he whispered something into their ears oh all right said harry moss and he retreated from the room speedily followed by joe davis hi come back here you young scamps 
roared lou flapp and then he made for the doorway leading to the next room not so fast flapp said dick and blocked the opening with his own form while powell stood directly behind say fellows moss and davis are getting out of the window cried flapp in astonishment that's the way rover and powell must have gotten in came from pender exactly answered dick and that proves we didn't have to stop below for liquor he added triumphantly look here i don't mean to let those fellows go yet blustered lou flapp let me get at them not to-night flapp scarcely had dick spoken when the tall boy flung himself forward the pair grappled and a moment later both went down with dick on top hit him dick don't let him get the best of you cried powell and an instant later found himself tackled by pender and jackson for the moment ben hurdy who had remained silent during the most of the talk did nothing but then he ran forward and watching his chance kicked dick in the side of the head with his foot the quarrel was now on in earnest and in the midst of the melee a burly waiter came rushing from below demanding to know what was the matter a pair of spies shouted pender hope us to give them a sound thrashing pat sure oil will that was the answer and the waiter joined in the attack on dick and powell it was with a mighty effort that powell managed to throw off his assailants then he leapt for the window reached the ladder and fairly slid to the ground let up on dick rover he called when safe if you don't i'll rouse the constable and have somebody locked up confound him muttered rockley we had better dust out if he calls a constable the jig will be up with a parting kick at dick he rushed down the back stairs to the resort and unlocked the door taking care that powell should not see him he darted into the gathering darkness ben hurdy followed rockley and a moment later pender and jackson did the same then flapp came staggering down the stairs holding his nose from which the blood was flowing freely let's get back to the hall as quickly as we can he said to the others and if we are examined we can deny everything all right said pender but what did you do to rover somebody kicked him and he's about half unconscious i left him to the tender mercies of pat the waiter and then lou flapp and his cronies hurried away on the road leading to putnam hall dick might have defended himself but he was cruelly kicked several times and partly lost consciousness as already told in a dim uncertain manner he felt himself raised up and carried below and then put on the grass of the yard behind mike cherry's resort when he was able to move he sat up and then arose to his feet slowly at that moment songbird powell discovered him powell had been up the ladder a second time to find the window closed and locked dick he exclaimed are you badly hurt i-i don't know was the slow reply how are you i'm all right where are flap and the rest they ran away and harry and joe they are waiting for us down at the turn in the road dick put his hand to his head to find a big lump directly back of the ear his ear was cut and there was a scratch on his chin they didn't fight fair he explained when he felt a little stronger they kicked me when i was down aided by powell he made his way to a pump and there bathed his head and procured a drink of water while both boys were recovering from the adventure 
all the lights in mike sherry's resort were put out and every door and window was locked he wants to steer clear of trouble said powell i put the blame on lou flapp answered dick to my mind he is about as mean as any boy around here of course we can't report him dick no i'm no tale-bearer songbird but he ought to be punished he'll make a fine major if he's elected went on powell as he and dick started for the road leading to the academy he shall never be elected if i can help it i am with you on that they found harry moss and joe davis walking slowly toward putnam hall joe seemed to feel all right now that he was out in the fresh evening air but harry complained of a strange sickness at the stomach it was horrid of lou flapp to make us drink said the young cadet i told him i didn't want anything stronger than soda but he and pender made me take it i think the walk will do you good harry answered dick kindly here take my arm and songbird can take your other arm when the hall was reached they found that lou flapp and his cronies had already gone to bed dick took harry and joe to their dormitory and then rejoined powell going to keep mum asked the latter for the present answered the eldest rover but after this let us keep a sharp eye on flap pender and company and so it was agreed End of chapter eleven